Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Complex, Associate Editor at Deadline Hollywood. And in this episode, I chat with director Chris Robinson, who's an award-winning director and producer known for his critically acclaimed body of work that defies genre and is constantly expanding. He has his own production company, Robot Films, and the production company is known for their storytelling centered around Black voices and changing perspectives. Robinson's latest feature, Shooting Stars, is on Peacock right now, and it dropped on June 2nd. And it's based on the book by LeBron James and Pulitzer Prize-winning author Buzz Bissinger. Now, Shooting Stars is inspired uh, by the origin story of LeBron James, revealing how the basketball player and his childhood friends became the number one high school team in the country, which launched James' breathtaking career as a four-time NBA champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist, and the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Shooting Stars is a film about the humanity and connection and how the deepest human relationships can be established and elevated through the sport. You may be familiar with some of Robinson's other directing credits, which include ATL, famously, like a famous hood classic, which stars T.I. to Harris, His follow-up to ATL was a Netflix feature titled Beats, and he also directed BET's highest-rated program, The New Edition Story, which chronicled the epic rise of the legendary music group New Edition. So he's kind of been all over the map. He's really created some really good films that are well-known within the Black community and are exalted for their method of storytelling, and really peering into the life of the subjects that are at the forefront of his films. Now, if you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast on Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And with that said, let's get into it. But first, we're going to hear a short clip from the film Shooting Stars. We value all the talent you boys are going to bring to this school. Oh, my goodness. Look at y'all. And now tell me, which one of y'all supposed to be Carlton? Thank you for waking up early to talk with me via the East Coast. Um, Much appreciated. You are a legend in the fact that you've created, like, so many stories or you've been a part of you know directing so many stories that are sort of a part of the black cultural zeitgeist um and 
what you know, how does that feel to have films that you are associated with to be a part of that? Like, I mean, ATL is like huge. The new edition story is like, you know, stories that we still talk about years later. Man, thank first of all, thank you. Um it feels it feels like great in the in the sense that it's it feels natural right because you know you love as a filmmaker you love you love filmmaking right that's the thing that like it's caught in your spirit it's caught in your mind it's caught in your heart and then the films that i end up doing are kind of exactly right for what my 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 thought process is you know i grew up my mom had 12 brothers and sisters so i got a kabillion cousins and everything and somebody told me this and i had to really think about it everything is attached to a family in a certain way to relationships and you know it's hard to kind of dissect your own work um because you do it and and I'm I don't even want to jinx myself to try to figure out why I do or how I do what I do but it it brings me like this artistic connection to who I'm supposed to be or how I'm supposed to be and just you know have the gratitude so I think the the short answer is gratitude that these opportunities have come and the timing was right and I got to be you know part of putting that into the world mm-hmm. and what is it because you you have a a sort of resume that includes focusing on people and their stories and so what draws you to those types of narratives i think it's it's that's what's interesting to me right our our stories you know some when i lived in new york i'd look out the window and i'd go wow there's a building across the street with a hundred different lights on in the windows right and i go there's a different story in every single one of those windows like it was kind of overwhelming to think like what are all of the different things that are connected that are the same what are the things that are completely different in all these different you know windows and then the more i thought about it you know just knowing people all the all the parts of your life that you know you may have a relationship with someone who doesn't really fit the rest of your life and their story is so interesting and i think as i just you know grew up in the in trying to uh, you know get into this business that never left me whether it was a sports team i was on or a job i had that was a terrible mundane job like what was really interesting were the people and their stories and that always kind of pushed me and fueled me and you know the movies that i used to uh you know that i attached to the things that moved me were about people you know i love well 
Spike is my North Star, right? But it was always like movies like Frankie and Johnny with Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer, like two people who work in a restaurant and that love story and what that meant and how tiny that may be if you walk by them on the street, but how big of a story that could be, how big of a, it could be the, the greatest love story of all time. And just, you know, certain movies my mom would watch versus the different kind of movies my dad would watch and drag me along, you know, um, as we checked them out. It was all an influence, you know, like I said, along with my family and, and whatnot. And once I kind of dove into it, you know, once I got that opportunity to tell these stories through music video, right, you know, you get a song. In 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 my era of music videos, which I think music videos uh, for a director is one of the most amazing art forms because of the story you have to tell. Although it's in four minutes, you tell a story in that time. You know, the music was the script. And so being enveloped in that storytelling, that was like such a great training ground. And then when I was able to get my hands on a script that I was actually going to be able to direct um, in those opportunities and, and kind of seeing how the story unfolds and what it meant to me gave me that, that ability to talk to studios and say, hey, you know, maybe we should change it like this. And I think all that's predicated on, you know, living a life, you know, even the relationships you have on sets with your crew and how you continue to build that in the story from, you know, books I've read to movies I've watched to interactions I've had with, you know, in real life. And I think, you know, it's, it's interesting, man. It's hard to describe. And, and it's interesting that you asked the question because I've just been taking stock of it as of late, you know, just taking stock in, you know, the the, te the storytelling and where it's grown to and it feels like I'm just hitting my stride, right? It feels like I'm, I'm just becoming 100%, you know, um, uh, just locked in to the stories that I want to tell, you know? Just these are the kind of stories I want to tell and here's why I want to tell them. And that's a that's a great place to ascend to in your own artistic journey. So speaking of books, because you brought up the idea of books, shooting stars. And, you know, it sort of, you know, sort of continues your lineage of, you know, focusing on people and telling telling stories. Um what was it like to handle something so personal to someone else's life? Uh, you know, because it's based on LeBron James's life and stuff like that. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, listen, it's a, it's a real responsibility. You know, these people are alive and well. Um, his story you know, for LeBron, it's still being told, right? He's he's this amazing icon. Like, we actually watched a superhero come from being a boy, come from, you know, it's like King Arthur, 
You know, he pulled the sword out of the stone. So uh, for me, you know, that's the that's the patina when you get the script. But then then you you know, when I got to go to here, here's a here's a great story. I wanted to meet LeBron, you know, from day one. Once this thing was greenlit and we were going to go, I wanted to hear the story directly from the man. But I never had the opportunity to meet LeBron until the premiere. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Speak to him. Yeah. Because, you know, he's got a pretty big day job, right? Right. So I never could get get to him. But what that kind of left me to was like going to Akron, meeting his teammates, meeting his coach, meeting the people in his projects who knew him, who are still in those projects. And it really let me, it really affected the way I made the film because, you know, I'm I'm learning everyone's story in this larger story is just as important as LeBron. And I really became, I would say just close to those other stories. You know, one of his friends ended up being the athletic director at their alma mater. Another one of his friends went to Europe and played basketball. You know, everybody's journey was really important in not only the development of what LeBron became, but also in their own lives. They have kids now. They have jobs. There are African-American men living in America. And this beautiful story of them as boys together at nine years old became more and more important as of course, yeah. You now reading Buzz Bissinger and LeBron's book, uh, watching the documentary, but telling the story in this form really wanted to to represent it. But also, you know, it's not a documentary. We wanted to tell a a moving story. But I think for me, not meeting LeBron and meeting all the people around LeBron was a beautiful gift that, that I didn't even know. You know, I was given until I tell it till it clicked and I and I knew how to make the movie, um, you know, once I was able to do that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Working with, with you know, all of these different players and all of these different elements, how does one, can you take us through sort of the, the logistics of how one adapts a book and makes sure that there's a balance between what's editorialized and what's the truth? <laughs> and I don't know, am I making sense? Because I've always been Absolutely. curious about how people go about adapting 
things and what are the steps taken to make sure that it's that it meets the standards of the director, the studio, the subject, all that. Right. I think, look, from the from the studio's standpoint, you know, is this an interesting story to tell? Will an audience connect to it? And, you know, if we want to call LeBron James a, a, a platform, you can, right? You can say from LeBron, so many tentacles reach out into the world. Like he is a, a juggernaut unto himself. Okay, we get it. He's maybe one of he's maybe arguably the best basketball player in the history, right? But lightsabers look amazing and X-wing fighters look amazing, but if it's not for story, we don't care. And I think that's the difference. You know, from a documentary which is here are the facts, isn't it amazing of what these facts are? Here's the book. Uh let's get let's get granular. And when it's a feature film, when it's a movie, it's like, what moves you? What What is the craft of your uh, storytelling that is factual, right? We we can't, when it's, I, I think it's, it's, it's when it's real people, at least from my perspective, you really have to, to dig through the layers and not, not be surface, right? With new edition really digging into those relationships and, and, you know, meeting those guys and knowing they still have issues with each other and they're still on the road together all this time ago, but there's a connection from them as, as children when there is no faking it. Right. Like I, I know you. And, and from the perspective of this film, it's the same. Like these guys know each other. They, they, uh, played video games in the basement and ate Fruit Loops together and, you know, seen each other cry, get hurt, you know, holidays and their parents. And I think that is, I love all that beyond, there's a script obviously, but then there's a whole other level of truth that you dig up and you find. And sometimes you use it on the screen and sometimes you just hold on to that piece because as a director, you know why a certain character did a certain thing. And, and when you can create that feeling without saying it, you know, like, or, or, or uh, you know, being so heavy handed with it and you know the nuances of personality that you don't need to explain but you know why as a director, I think that's part of what's important for me. It's important to, to have the knowledge of those things, which, you know, maybe if there was a part two, you may know why exactly someone did something, but as long as the audience feels the authenticity of this character, I think that's all part of that, of going through those layers. So, you know, Buzz and, and LeBron wrote a great book. I mean, man, it gets granular. And, and it reads like, no way. No way they can accomplish this. The documentary chokes you up in certain parts, right? It, it makes you go, it makes you believe that, you know, magic is possible. And then a, a film takes you on that ride 
we we include uh all those pieces that are true but we weave in the craftsmanship of how the story is told and i think we were very lucky where we had a great script to begin with and uh when jewel and tony came in to uh you know once i was involved and we kind of talked about you know the the changes we wanted or the things we wanted to add better put to um to express it to express the story i think it just we just kept kind of getting down to the raw truth of it and i i would imagine that any time a filmmaker takes on a true story they've got to got to dig into those other parts that go beyond normal filmmaking and, and normal storytelling to get ultimately to the best story. I hope I'm not babbling. No, so. no, 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 no. I was actually just sitting here thinking like, gosh, she's so like, you don't skip a beat. You got the right words to say. And <laughs> you really, you know, it, it speaks to the director in you. You have a very clear way of speaking. Um, and I see it in, in your work. You have a very clear vision about how something is going to be executed. And look, you've created some of my favorite pieces of media. Oh, man, thank you. So, you know, no, it's really just interesting and, and great to pick your brain. And the next question that I have is, is there anything that you learned in this process about yourself and LeBron James that surprised you? Mm. Well, I, I think, you know, when I go into do a project, it's about preparation and you know the thought process and i'm fully engaged in you know all the moving parts all the collaboration um with with your crew right your your costume designer your uh, production designer your dp and and all that time to take what's in your mind and on the paper and in your heart and go here's how we want it to look on the screen. So, so that is always, that's what I love, right? That's part of, you know, being a filmmaker, but I think maybe what I discovered, maybe not surprised, but discovered was, you know, just working in the humanity of like, we worked with guys who don't have acting experience, mm -hmm. right? We had a, we had a, and it, we had a problem, right? Our problem was how do we make this authentic and, and these guys play ball and how do we, you know, make sure that the actors, you know, that we're, we're being, we're, we're having this, this acting be able to carry it seamlessly. And I think it was, you know, I, I just kind of am naturally this way, but discovering like how to communicate with both right caleb mclaughlin very experienced actor stranger things of course but he goes back to lion king he was simbo on broadway we did new edition together and you know and how he was we, in a uh, concrete cowboys i believe that's concrete the name of it. cowboy yes he was great in concrete cowboy and 
he's very experienced. I've known him since he's 16. And to be able to have the conversation with him about what we need to do as a team and how I needed him also to be a leader, be my right-hand man. You know, everybody here is 17, 18 years old. So you're the elder statesman at 20, you know, and, and, you know, let, and, and being able to communicate that and then able to be able to talk to Mookie um, Cook, who's 17, he's going to college. Acting was never a, a, a true desire for him, but to be able to put him in a state of where he he started and he was a little afraid and he had to trust me and trust, uh, you know, the crew and people around him because, right, he has one dream. He wants to go to college and play pro ball. And now he's he's coming in here with us. And then by the middle of the movie, he's going, oh, Chris, you got a 50 millimeter lens on here. Oh, you're doing my close up. Like he just be he and morphed that way, and and you have to be open and communicative before the shoot, during the shoot, and after the shoot to to pull that together. And I realized I'm like, well, that's the way I I am with all the actors. And I go, oh, that's my way. Like I didn't really realize that's my way. It's just the way that. I think I communicate to the actors because when you when something starts working or something doesn't work, you you know I at least take stock and I look in the mirror and I go, okay, what am I what am I not bringing? What am I not doing to get them what's in my head? And whether it's an extra rehearsal or it's a phone call or it's you know whatever it is. I'm like, okay, this is what works. And it always just boils down to, you know, being um, human. Like, I've had the privilege to work with a lot of great actors and a lot of pros like Keith David and, you know, different actors. Michael T. Williams, uh, Wood Harris. Um and these really great actors, Uzo Aduba. And um, I've also had the privilege to work with actors who never have acted before. It's their first thing. And I think the connection between the two is getting past all the things that, you know, create anxiety for actors, getting past all the things that create anxiety for directors and crew and having that human moment to actually talk about what you want, prepare for what you want, and then you go. And it's not pretty all the time. And sometimes, you know, every everything isn't a, 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 a hug around the shoulder. Sometimes things need to be pushed. Sometimes time is ticking on the clock and we got to go. But at the end of the day, if it's all human, I felt like I discovered that. If that secret sauce, whatever you want to call it, I think that's that's what I I uh, I learned. And I know that's a long answer, and I apologize. 
I was okay. discovering I, it I, as I talked to you. I want to I want to thank you for coming on the scene to scene podcast. This was really a a a, a sort of enlightening experience, and I you know thank you for letting us me and the listeners into sort of your your into your head and your process of how you're doing things and i hope everyone gets an opportunity to see shooting stars when it drops on peacock and if you love lebron james and you love chris robinson's work this is definitely a worth it um investment for your time so thank you again Mr. Robinson, for coming on the show. And I hope you have a good weekend. Man, I appreciate it so much. Nice to meet you.